Hello and welcome to Everything We Made, a podcast about growth, music, and art in general. My name is Randall Otherwise, and I'd like you to hear something. You're hearing Retreat by Repost off the album On Guard, which is an album that Randall and I recorded over a weekend a couple years ago when he flew out to Indiana from California. Okay, back with another bonus episode, this time talking to my buddy Randall. Uh, we are going to talk about albums that we've either just started listening to this year or albums that we've rediscovered. And then we are going to talk about comic books. Um, Randall has recently started writing some comics um, with a, a couple different artists um, been working with, and I've been lucky enough to see few pages from each and i'm really excited to uh see how those turn out um but yeah we we both love comics we both love music so we're going to talk about that um i'm going to start what i i talked before with amy about albums that i just discovered this year so i'm going to talk about albums that i haven't listened to as much over the past few years that I've just found again and listened to a lot this year. Uh, we're going to keep this part short. Uh, the number five um, album that I recently rediscovered, and I rediscovered it because they have a new album that came out this year, which I actually still haven't heard, but is the self-titled album by Classics of Love. Uh, Classics of Love, of course, is the uh, band fronted by Jesse Michaels, most known um, from Operation Ivy. Uh, Randall, do you did you listen to the Classics of Love album? No, I didn't even know that was a that was a thing. A thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this, I don't know when the self title came out. It must be a few years old by now. Um, but yeah, it's 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 actually really good. Um, I mean when you talk about someone from a band as beloved as like Operation Ivy is to a lot of people, you don't think something that came out 30 or however many years later is going to hold a lot of, you know, weight to those bands. But I mean, that, that self-titled yeah. album is really great. And what I've been hearing about the new album, people are almost saying it's like, a, like a genuine, like hardcore album. So I, I'm, excited to hear that but apparently it was uh i could not find it when i was like it, it wasn't on you know the streaming platforms or whatever so um i'll have to like look for it uh later but uh yeah you should you should check that check that out um and yeah i don't know i just been i've been list, trying to listen to stuff that you know just um d you know, as much as I like stuff that's coming out now, like, 
Right. It's it all reflects like now, you know? It's like nothing and so I just been trying to listen to stuff that sounds in a weird way, it's like I want something to sound dated. Like does that make sense, you know? <laughs> hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. I don't. I hadn't even. Uh, it, anything released this year does have like its own kind of like um, attachment to the year, you know. Just because mm-hmm. when we all first heard whatever it was we were listening to, it was it's going to be from you know quarantine or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah I think that does make a sense. Yeah. So what's um, the first album you wanted to talk about? Um. Well. Uh, doing things like this, like making a list of year-end music stuff is always kind of like weird just because um, the way I consume music is, especially like the past years, has been, been very different. Uh, I don't really listen to albums as much as I used to. Um, that's why everything's kind of like fragmented and stuff especially because I got Spotify because I'm on my friend's like her family plan thing mm-hmm. so I like when I got that um, you know it's you so play like a mix or something so, that and also you can just kind of like uh, follow your whims like I'll be at work and randomly feel like listening to No Doubt and then I'll have that have an album on by them for like a couple hours throughout the day and then you know just kind of you get stuck in these little, like, uh, trends of, you know, oh, I wonder what, what this, oh, I want to listen back to this album. It's just there at your fingertips. Yeah. And um, I guess that's, like, that's it, with new music, too. But, um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the first band, this is a band I think I'd only heard about this year, but I guess I'd seen them play once in LA or um, I might have left during their set I can't remember oh, no. but there's there's this band called Sprain from Los Angeles that oh, put yeah. out an album this year called um, Lost Through Collision um, on uh, Flender Records mm-hmm. and uh, they're kind of like like slowcore ish if you're into like slint and June of 44, yeah. and, you know, bits of, uh, um, bits of, I don't know, like low or slow dive or whatever. They're kind of a mix of all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this album's really good. Uh, it's a little much to get there. It's only five songs, but, like, two of them are over ten minutes. They're over, like, you know, a couple of them actually are. But um, the song Worship House is my favorite on that one just because it's so... I think it's the one where they really cut loose and get like real loud on one of those songs anyways. Uh-huh. It's been... Uh, I've been listening to a lot lately. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about that one. Uh, spe- specifically, been seeing people uh, reference um, Spiderland. So like... Yeah. yeah, I guess their older stuff. I I I haven't listened to as a lot of it um, as much as I'd want, but the older stuff does seem more of like the quieter aspects, and then 
some of that, this, some of the parts on the album are more of the, you know, louder, like harsh, angular, noisy stuff. Yeah. Um, but that, that's like totally in my shit. Like, I love that, that type of thing. So, um, it was good to like find out about this band and, uh, be there for when the album came out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I guess um, I guess another album that I've been going back to, uh, we'll, we'll say this is uh, number four, is uh, is "Cherish the Light Years" by Cold Cave. I've been listening to that like constantly again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. I haven't like I haven't known about that band that long, even uh, even though they have like a huge back catalog or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, my friend Laz um, from the band Katie, when we were on tour with them over in uh, 2017 or whatever, so I really haven't known them that long, um, that band that long, and they were listening to it, and I was I was like, this is really good. What is this? And I just remember like thinking from from seeing the band name or who they were referenced like to to sound like or whatever. Didn't think that it would sound like that, you know, or that I would, I would like it. But, um, yeah, especially as I, you know, am going back to a lot of bands that I was into in, uh, in, in conjunction with the punk stuff I was listening to in high school, you know, like, um, new order and, uh, you know, a lot of like more like, um, sisters of mercy and stuff like that. Then I, I'm just getting more into, uh, a lot of stuff that's going on similar to, you know, cold cave. And so I've been listening to that a lot more. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, there was no drab majesty album this year since one came out last year. So I guess that, you know, filled that void there. Uh, but, um, yeah. yeah. So what, uh, what's your next record? Um, this one's another, uh, Another band in that same kind of like this one. This band's a bit more noisy. Um, they're called Ex- Exhalant. Oh yeah, Tommy. You know them? Yeah, Tommy. Uh, Tommy's the drummer. Tommy from um, Innards and stuff, like a million bands. Oh. Yeah. Oh, cool! I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, well, have you heard their new thing? Like, yeah, it came yeah. out. I think in September. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. I don't know when they started, but I just recently, like in the last month, like when the album came out, heard about it. And, um, I fucking love it. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't think Tommy's been in a bad band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, um, they're more, they're more noisier, I guess. In the, like the more nineties noise rock, side of um that like 90s indie section of music you know like like with uh splinter rodan or Junov or um that kind of like stuff mm-hmm. uh but yeah i've been listening to this record for a while now and it's like all bangers not a bad song on the record um bang i think was the single off the album that one's like Perfect, such a good song. Uh, Richard and Crucifix are also some of my favorites. Um, 
Yeah, they're a trio, right? They're just yeah, they're a trio. Yeah, they're I, so fucking loud. So they're a trio. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that you know, like a lot of folks, I think that they were they had a tour set up and stuff, and I was thinking that I might, you know, we, we might be able to like get a show together or something. This might just be. Uh, I might be remembering that wrong, and they had just done a tour. Or it might have been both, but um, either way, yeah, um, it's a great album. I actually need to go back and listen to that more because I listened to it like pretty much the day it came out, and then like, you know, I'm kind of like, I I'm guilty of like what you were talking about a lot as well, just like thinking of some random thing and listening to that a lot, like for a little bit, yeah, time, you know, or whatever. Um, also, the thing is. Uh, also the thing is too is that like trying to come up with like a definitive year of like best of year best of the year stuff or whatever it's like I always feel like I'm still catching up you know the past five years mm-hmm. like I'm I know um shit oh Clipping Clipping came out with a new record this year and I'm still I barely listened to the one that came out in like years ago or a year ago I'm still processing that and they dropped a new thing yeah, and I didn't know that I I just always feel like I'm playing catch up so uh trying to like think of what what I I might say is the best or my favorite of the year is always kind of always feels a little disingenuous just because of that just because I'm you know I feel, always feel like I'm playing catch up with stuff yeah for sure well I mean you know we're just talking about stuff that we've been listening to and and you know so it's like yeah i'm you know my idea actually worked out best this way because like i was planning to have a few of these conversations with different friends and i know that some of my friends uh who like release music and stuff they they get real intense about like year-end lists and me personally i don't because yeah how can i like i can't I mean, I don't even know how many of my friends put out really cool things this year. I can't just be like, only the 10 of you did something cool, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, the next uh, record that I was going to talk about is um, The Medicine by Jazz, the Jazz June. Did you ever listen to them much? They're, you know, they're like a mid-90s. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that's yeah. like Blue Cover, right? Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of the, uh-huh. the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, that's a good record. I just uh, because I've been listening to CDs that I have downstairs while I've been packing orders and cutting, uh, cutting these, you know, um, seventy-page booklets or whatever I've been doing, and uh, that was one that I found, and I just, I just really burning through that, and it's, I was kind of funny when I, when I bought that CD, um, like I heard. You know, I knew of the band and stuff, and I saw them at this like this really shitty warehouse space in um, downtown Lafayette. Uh, I mean, it was a really cool space. It's just like actually, the location was super shitty. Like the people who did it were great. Yeah. There were lots of great shows there, but the location was real shitty. Like honestly, it's it was a warehouse in a gravel parking lot, and Here's where the shitty part came in. The company that 
basically did all the rest of the whole like warehouse area was a company that rented porta potties. So like when I say shitty, it was like genuinely oh. shitty, like because <laughs> there were porta potties like everywhere. But that was like okay. Before that, they did shows like for a long time. The porta potty place was not there, but like towards the end, it was the porta potty place, and uh, it was like. But um, so yeah. Anyway, I saw them. And I went up and I only had enough money to get like one thing and they had two albums like and like I'd heard them, but like not enough. I just knew I liked them and I was like, ooh, which one of these albums? And I went to the I went to like the guitar player, like main singer. And I was like, so I only have enough to get like one of these two CDs. Like, which one would you recommend? Like, which one do you think is better? And he was like, like visibly upset by that question <laughs> and, I, and i was like i didn't mean any offense you know like i mean you could have you could have told me either one i don't you know it didn't really matter yeah. but like but he's like he said something like well like if i didn't if i didn't believe in either one of them over the you know and i was just like oh i'm sorry but it was just yeah it was it was really it was really funny but uh Anyway, I've been listening to that a lot. If uh, if any of y'all aren't familiar, it's just like, you know, it's like the first, it's like the first EP and maybe the first LP from Get Up Kids kind of, you know, stuff. It's like super catchy. Um, yeah. Uh, like, you know, off time some some off time stuff, you know, emo. It's like, really catchy and like really poppy, but with with without like like still having like really complicated guitar parts and yeah. like change it like uh, time signature changes or whatever and yeah, kind of like noodly weird riffs, you know, before everything got twinkly. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually one of my favorite. Like in terms of just like. Pure emo. I think the medicine is probably one of my favorite records. Although yeah. uh, they love those to make the music is also really good too. Yeah, those were the two that they had, and like, yeah, it's funny because I think I actually like they love those who make the music better. But I've never owned a physical copy of that because because he at that show he ended up selling me a copy of the medicine. Because <laughs> 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 so I think that was like the newest one i think that's how he decided was he was like well this is the newest one and i was like give me that one then uh but yeah yeah um, yeah great great album. I think yeah i think they're um i listened to the they love those to make the music more i think when i first heard them mm -hmm. and i think as an album it's probably still more solid but i mean the medicine has like absolute bangers you know like oh, yeah it's great yeah uh, what's the next album you were wanting to talk about? Um, it's another little, it's another band I just heard earlier this year called Cow Slut. Okay. Who are from, um, hang on, I have to Google them real quick. <laughs> I think they're from New York. Uh, I'm not familiar with them. I want to, I think they're from New York. They're like, they get couched a lot, or couched, they get like, uh, <laughs> They get like they get like grouped a lot with metal for some whatever reason. Okay. Uh, but they're like they're also in that noisy vein of something like G 
Jesus Lizard or um, Unchained or like, you know, Shellac maybe. Maybe no, maybe more big black than Shellac, but but some, but you know, in that vein. And um they also put out an album this year called Take a Chance on Rock and Roll. Um and it's very like it's very fucking bleak stuff. Like I, I think more so maybe than than the Exhalance album. I don't know. If, I don't know exactly if the Exhalance album is bleak per se, but just from what I can get from the um, the couch like lyrics and stuff, it, this one's it's very dark. Maybe that's why they lumped in with metal. But um, they're really good, really big sounding. I think on this record is they have a song with like a trumpet or horns or something. It was very weird. Um, I think my favorites on the, on this album is, uh, the stupid man and I'm 14. Those are, I think some of the ones I, I go back to a lot more than the others. Um, yeah, I like the album art. They got, they got like a cartoonist to do. Um, it looks actually a lot like fucking, um, uh, Bernie Wrightson or like yeah it looks the, I'm looking at the album right now it looks a lot like yeah. Bernie Wrightson or you know someone like that like it looks like a fucking old school uh, cartoony you know um, almost they, uh, they they named the guy in an interview but I, I can't recall right now I don't I don't remember what, who, what their name is um, but yeah it's it's more very harsh, very loud, very noisy, abrasive stuff. Leandro if you're into that. Codis. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to check that out. The the thing said that you know, there's influences from like grindcore and everything else. So yeah, I'm definitely check this out. Yeah. It's I I remember a lot of their songs I this is another thing too. I I haven't been able to listen to these records as much. Like I think twice all the way through, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this has a lot of like sludgy, like doomy vibes while also being hardcore, kind of. Mm-hmm. There, it's an interesting mix of stuff that I, I really like. Record that I found myself listening to a lot is a better version of me by Rainer Maria. Um, I this is one of my favorite bands of all time, um, and so it's like that would not necessarily surprise anyone. But you know, as much as I listened to this band, I really got fixated on their album "Looked." Now look again, like it's probably one of my top. 10 albums, favorite albums of all time. Um, 
and I've I've liked their other albums. You know, um, better version of me. Uh, is, I think is like my second or third favorite. But like, I just always listen to that one. But then this year, I don't know what it was. I just was listening to better version of me, and and uh, I I guess I, you know, I I was just noticing, like. At the time when it came out, I just thought it was so different than Look Now, Look Again, which is like more somber and um, like it goes from somber to like really exciting and better version of me just sounded uh, very like pop, you know, more pop and upbeat sounding. But, you know, then listening to it a lot more this year in comparison, I guess I just I was like you know, this isn't as different as I, you know, as I remembered it being, but, um, yeah, I don't know, really, really great album, and, um, their vocalist is releasing a, a new solo LP on Skeletal Lightning, so, like, that's gonna be... Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be sick, I mean, like, Sean, uh, from Skeletal Lightning is, like, a great person, and he's, his labels, like, come, like, really far really fast and now he's working with like essentially one of one of our idols and that's like really cool um but yeah um, it is really cool yeah for sure hey Sean. i don't listen to them that much but i um oh sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you oh, no. <laughs> um yeah i don't listen to them as much as i should i i think i have i i have one of their cds maybe um I think it's Look Now. Is that the one with Breakfast of Champions? Yeah, yeah. That song? Yeah. 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 That song's a banger. I love that one. Yeah, that album's just, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that that's one of those albums where you, where you hear people say stuff like, this album got me through a lot, and that's definitely an album for me, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think you would, def- you would definitely be into like their album before that as well because it is it is like everything uh that you've talked about before like being into like um it's just it's way more it's it's really raw like um past warrant searching it's like really raw it's probably that's got like their most I don't know if famous is the right word, but it's got the song um, Tinfoil on it, and it's just like one of the greatest okay. songs ever, in my opinion. But even though I like... I'll have to, yeah, yeah. I'll have to look into that, that album. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, that album's called Past Warrant Searching. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah. Um, so what was the uh, last album that you were going to talk about? Um, the last new album from this year... Uh, it was the Moxie Beat record, Pop Sounds. The what? I don't know if you talked to... The Moxie Beat record, Pop Sounds? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was uh, really surprised to see this come out. Um, I didn't think... I don't know if they were still a band, honestly. Like, I knew they were about to play a show before lockdown happened. Uh-huh. Like, I think... Like, a week before. Like, it was like with Boma, I think, at Bridgetown. They were going to play a show, and then um, everything got shut down real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they've, I, this album, I think they've been working on it for years now, probably. 
And uh, it's good to finally get more of them. Like, I, I, I've only ever listened... I think the only thing they have, they've had out was that four-song EP. Maybe there's something else I haven't, like, seen or um, noticed. But, yeah, I'm really excited that they finally put this out. Yeah, I've, I actually... I saw, like... Um... I saw like a I saw like premieres for one of the songs going around and like I'm notorious for like not like I don't like I think it's awesome like whatever people do to like get people to check out their music, you know, for the first time or whatever, but if I've yeah. if I've heard a band like I don't really like check out the premiere because I'm like I'm going to like it and I don't like I want the whole I want the whole thing. I want to like experience it as intended, you know, like the whole album. Yeah. And so I so that's one thing that's the backfires on me. It's like I'll see the premiere and then like I won't know when the actual album comes out. Like because <laughs> yeah. either you already saw that album art and so when it actually comes out, you don't it doesn't register that the whole thing's out or whatever, but um, yeah, I definitely need to go check that out because, like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that there was anything else either. But I remember when we played with them. I think it was like in like two thousand. I think it was like two thousand fifteen, maybe. It was like a really. Was that when you? When, was that when you came by? On yeah. that. Uh... Yeah, the last time. And, and yeah, was it the Che show? Yeah, it was it at might the have been And um, and I just remembered that they that they were when we chatted with them, they were just like, they were really like flattering and and kind to us. They were like, yeah, we we never we almost never play shows, but we really want to play because y'all never come out here or something like they. And I was like, yeah. really, really flattered by that. And they they were fucking so good. Like, I was like, you know, yeah. how's this going to work with two bass players? You know, like, how's this going to work? Which I don't know if they're still doing that, but... um, I don't think so. I think they're now a three-piece. Oh, uh, okay. Also. But yeah, they used to have... Man, I think at some point they maybe had like five or six members. Okay. So they, used to, they used to be a whole, whole fucking squad up there of people. <laughs> but um, I think uh, when they played that show, I think... Maybe they were um four of them, I think. They were down a member, I think, even then. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It might have been Yeah, they might have been down a member, I can't remember for sure. But um So what's the new album they, like? They, oh so. Um Well if you know if you've seen them live or if you know if you've heard that that four song EP, it's basically more of that. It's just, okay. you know, more um you know it's a variation on their thing uh lots of like really fast blistering hardcore and then kind of more um they they they, they really they can what i like about Roxy b particularly is that they can really throw down like a groove like a hardcore groove and then like fucking like shred on it without it being like too butt rock or whatever you know mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know, I, I, I've met some of them, and I've talked to them in passing. I don't know who's playing the guitar, but, like, they can pump out some licks. It's fucking, it's rocking, it's tight, it's good. People need to listen to the record. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Um, the last album I'm going to talk about, I don't know when this came out. I'm going to guess around 2004. Uh, it's just a band that I've never heard anyone talk about. I found the CD. Uh, a Camille played with them somewhere in like East Eastern Indiana. I want to say it was like Richmond, Indiana, because there used to be a bunch of shows in Richmond back in the day. Uh, is this band? I think they're from New Jersey. They were called Outsmarting Simon. And the album is called Silent, Sober, and Sound. And like I said, I've been listening to CDs and I dug out this like box of CDs while I was like packing records and stuff. I found that in there. Lauren had bought it from them when Akamili played with them. And uh, and I remembered it being good and I put it in and I was just like I mean, it's just really good. It's, 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 you know, e emo music that's indicative of that era. Uh, I'll admit that I, I don't, I haven't focused on like the lyrics or whatever. So I don't know if that's like, I feel like it's not necessarily like nothing stuck out to me as like super iffy or anything, but you know, oh sure, yeah. for that era, like it's always possible. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just like super good song structures, like super good melody. Uh, they do that thing that emo bands used to do like once on a record where like there's just one song where somebody screams like two lines for whatever reason, you know, but the rest is all like clean singing and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, really, you know, if there's people out there that like to find stuff that never got, you know, around very much or bands that didn't probably didn't last too long or whatever. Uh, yeah. Check that out. If you can, if you can find it, if you can't find it, um, send me messages and I'll rip it and put it somewhere or something. Um, what are they yeah. called again? Outsmarting Simon. Okay. That's cool. I, I haven't, I haven't heard of them, yeah. but I do, I do love those releases, right? Where you find like the one CD, the one seven inch that's like, actually really fucking good emo and like no one ever talks about it yeah yeah because it's just a band that did like one tour or something you know yeah yeah, yeah. a lot of bands like that yeah for do you sure. ever listen to um watership down uh no no i was feeling they were east coast i don't know exactly but they were another band like that where they're like um i think it was a 97 release and it's like Mineral-ish emo with uh, screaming vocals mixed oh, okay. in. Um, there's another band called uh, Union Young America that's also like, I've only ever, I have like a seven inch of theirs. And um, it's like only four songs and like two of them are amazing. And others are like, it's fine. <laughs> but, uh, those two songs though, fuck, they're so good. Yeah. Yeah, that's like there's this band that I heard at my buddy's house like for forever and ever and ever ago. It's this band called Rinse and they have this seven inch and like I like I think there's four songs on it and maybe the other 
three songs are just like okay or whatever, but it's like metallic hardcore, and there's this one song on it that is just so fucking good. It's got these like harmonics in it, and you're just like, fuck. Like when those harmonics hit, you're like, god damn, everybody should do that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Those, those bands that had like one seven inch and just like, where did this come from? Like, I mean, it's wild because I mean, you know, you used to be able to just afford to press a seven inch, you know, not like now, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's always that was the one thing when I first got into emo and like started actively seeking out obscure bands from the you know mid 90s to the early 2000s was that like that um community like really thrived on vinyl and tape pressings and actually sustained you know somewhat anyway um and that's i've always thought that was pretty cool yeah yeah i mean it's i mean that's a lot that's a big one of the big problems that a lot of the people that remember those times have with everything that's going on now is because like you know the the record plants that still exist now that existed then like wouldn't have even made it through like all of that without like the little punk bands and stuff but now the little punk bands try to get their shit done and jack white's got the whole plant clogged up you know or whatever yeah you know doing his like weird uh 150 run of like putting rose petals and in the wax or whatever. Yeah, putting putting Which is neat, but like that's such an indulgent like yeah. rich guy thing to do. switch gears now and we will talk about some comic books that we liked um i read a lot of fucking comics in quarantine uh honestly like so many comics like comics yeah. that i've had forever and new comics a bit you know um same I'm, uh it's another it's also another area where i feel like i'm all i'm doing is catching up so i'm still trying to like like I read, I read a lot of, um, I read the entirety of Batman and Batgirl of the new 52 run. I read so much. I read like a lot of the Hickman Avengers stuff. Um, I was catching up on a lot of like the more modern Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read all of the Matt Fraction Hawkeye. I read all of Sex Criminals that just finished this year. Oh my God. That book is so good. Yeah, I I, I there, actually wasn't able. Some... I was don't spoil sex criminals for me because I was oh, not I I able to get the last I issue. It did not show up in my shop, so I'm gonna have to order it. Ah, oh, man, and, uh, yeah, that's the, rough. 
The last one I got was the one shot, uh, the the one shot that came out before the last issue, which was like really fucking oh, good. <laughs> sexual Gary, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. I haven't good. read that one, but I did see it on the shelf. I might pick it up. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's. You know, it's real good. It you won't you won't be disappointed. Um, yeah, I uh, like. There's some parts because I I binged it online for the most part. Um, and there's some parts I kind of I thought were like a little saggy in terms of you know stuff going on, but it is yeah. such like a unique and singular story, and you know all the characters and everything that it's uh, yeah, it's yeah. phenomenal. Must read. If you ever hear them talk about it, they never expected it to last longer than like six issues. So it was like yeah, because the the actual like sex criminals part is, is like exactly that. Like the first six issues or whatever. Yeah. Like they're just like, how are we gonna get away with this even for six for six issues, you know? But but then it then it just fucking caught on and became this like phenomenon. And uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's it it gave it gave them like the book gave them the opportunity to like kind of go ahead and do whatever they wanted, like with the rest of their you know careers, as it were, or whatever. But uh. Yeah, ba- yeah, I think I don't remember when uh, the first when when it first came out, but both of them have done huge stuff with um, the big two, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, also in, in you know create our own comics and everything as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, one so one of the things that I read this year that was um, that 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 was that really blew me away was uh, Something is Killing the Children. Have you checked that out at all? No, but I, I've seen it. That's the, um, is that a Tinian, Tinian gig? Yeah, it is. Or is that a, okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's uh, it's Tinian and Werther Del Edra. And um, like, it's, I mean, when people explain it, they're like, it's, the title says it all, you know. There's this there's this town and these kids are going missing. There's this one kid who basically tells the police he's he saw a monster take his friends. Nobody believes him. And then this person shows up in town and she believes him, she takes him seriously and they go to hunt down these this they go to hunt down this monster and okay. it's like the first trade like the, the second trade i think like just came out uh, this month um like or just comes out this month um or i don't know but i've only read the first trade but like it's like it sounds like you're like there's lots of stories like that. Why is this one so great? But I mean, you know, comics, it's pacing, the art, like everything about it is, I just think it's like flawless storytelling It for comics. Like it's, they don't show you or tell you anything until they have to, till like absolutely have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's legitimately like tense, you know? I mean, I wouldn't, the artwork is, it's fucking perfect for the book. I wouldn't say it's necessarily like scary, you know what I mean? But it's like it's right. just the right 
the perfect artwork for the book. I mean, it's it's great. I it made me want to check out other stuff that Tanyan's done. Like I read the first volume of The Woods, which is that has been way busy. Yeah, yeah. The Woods is really yeah. good too. I've only read the first ish, uh, the first trade. The first trade was like nine ninety nine. You know. Um, mm. So like that was really good. Um, I think there's a ton of that book out, um, but uh, you know I'll I'll get to the rest of that later, I guess. Um, but yeah, something's killing you, children. It's like that's been one of the most hyped books that I've been hearing about this year, and I I mean it's it deserves it, I think. Um, but yeah, um, wh- what have you? been reading like from this year that you've just been like blown away from uh okay um I mean mostly Marvel comics if I'm being honest yeah I read um Once in Future by uh Kieran that one was really good yeah did you read like the first trade yeah I think I read up to issue five or six Oh, okay. It wasn't. I, I don't remember when exactly the first arc ends, um, but uh, you know, it's a spin on um, Arthurian. It's like I, it kind of reminds me of like Hellboy, but with like King Arthur, myth, mm-hmm. like mythos focus. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like the artist Dan Mora. Oh yeah, he's uh, great. He's on yeah. I I don't know what it is about him, but I, I think he um, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll pick up anything that he draws. Yeah, I, pretty much. I first became aware of him from that um, Klaus, uh, mini, those Klaus series that he did with Grant Morrison, which is like a retelling oh, yeah. of Santa Claus. And I was like, I was like, this is Grant Morrison, so it's like it's good writing. I'm like. But this art is just ridiculous. I was like, I'm not really super invested in like knowing this alternate like version of Santa Claus or whatever. But I will keep buying yeah. it because it is, <laughs> looks fantastic. Which is, which is like something. It's cool because sometimes, well, I guess it depends on your opinion. A lot of a lot of things Grant writes or that they used to that they have written before. Like I can't. I the art won't do it for me. That sometimes. Um, yeah, they but, like a uh, they like a a lot of styles, and particularly they they like some of the older artists that whose styles are just yeah. like real out there. Um, or that it's like it feels uh, to me. Who's I'm more of a I've read more modern comics I think than any. So when I like going back to read The Invisible, sometimes the art like really doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I like uh like Frank Frank Quietly on the new Extra Run was is good. But some of the like the, the guest artists work are kinda of garbage. Yeah, I I don't remember like that is um I actually have that's one of those omnibus that I actually did buy. I, I mean I didn't pay Same. like cover for it or whatever, but that is my favorite run on the X Men, like up until current. I mean this is just still so new, it's hard to you know, yeah, way, I definitely heard it. Oh, weigh that properly, but um, yeah, that's my favorite run in the X Men, and I honestly can't, I can't remember all of the guest artists, but I do remember, I think, I think 
some of the one of them like sorry go ahead like wasn't like wasn't one of it like whilst portratio or something and it was just like really it was really jarring to go from one artist to the next sometimes yeah that and also i think one of them was that um someone scriber dude i think he's like a comic case oh Jackass. yeah 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 so, yeah 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 i mean that's... um I think LaRocca was, uh, I think was on the book for an issue. Maybe I might be misremembering. I yeah. generally don't like LaRocca that much. He's, he's, they're okay, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I also, um, yeah, the second trade of Once in Future just came out like last month, and so I, it was one of those weird things, like where I saw, like, I think it was um, last month or it was earlier this month i don't know but i saw the next issue like actually at the comic store after i just finished the second trade and i was like oh i i want it but like they'll never get this consistently like um sometimes even if i put it on my list oh, like yeah so for I, was your like, store. I better just wait for the trade you know, I better just do this like trade waiting style, you know, but, um, yeah, yeah. that's gotta be really frustrating for your, to have that problem with your local comic shop just because, yeah, yeah cause you, you, you'll be afraid to buy issues of certain things. Yeah. I mean, you know, like given the circumstances, it's like, you know, everybody's, everybody's doing their best, you know, but, um, yeah, it, it when, when it's like. I think they've just changed managers so many times that it's just like they that the person who manages doesn't necessarily like have all of like the you know extensive like knowledge of like everything that's uh either coming out or like um necessarily like what might sell like what my pe people might be most interested yeah. in so it's just like oh like these books that say X Men will sell, and these books that say Superman will sell, but like I don't know what this is because I don't know these writers or whatever. So, you know, just some stuff. Like, but uh, yeah. Speaking of yeah. Kieran Gillen, though, do you read Die? No, I have not read that book. So Die is Die is basically it's. It's like Jumanji. <laughs> uh, it's oh, a, that's cool. It's a it's it's a game of Dungeons and Dragons ish. You know, it's basically Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons. But these right. these uh, this kid like discovers this like magic die, and so they go into the Dungeons and Dragons game and it, oh, like dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like a singular <laughs> dice die. Right, right, right. Um, and. Um, so they get, they get, I don't think they ever call it Dungeons and Dragons, but you know, you get what I'm saying. They get sucked right. into this world and they, and it's the world of, of die. And, uh, it's, uh, the artist by Stephanie Hans, um, which I mean, it's, the artwork is incredible. It's very like, it's very lush and colorful and, um, and almost, you know, a lot of it has like an an almost like interpretive quality to it, you know. Um, okay. And the storytelling is like 
you know, obviously it's top notch. I think like, you know, a lot of a lot of people, you know, n- like know this, I'm sure, but I think just for someone who for for someone who writes a lot of comics right now, like I just think Kieran Gillen is like probably one of the top like you know, top five like writers like actively going at it right now. Like not just not just like putting out like a book every once in a while, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. He's just just putting out consistently good stuff. Like I think he's like you know, like but He's also doing is he, Oh wait, no, that's another guy I'm thinking of. But yeah, he's also he stays pretty busy, right, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean he was doing he was doing like all he was doing like a bunch of Star Wars stuff, you know, which right, yeah. like his Darth Vader was really good. And then he took over the main Star Wars book for a little bit and it was good. Um and uh you know, he was like um I I can't remember exactly what else he was doing, but yeah, then like Once in Future and Die he's been doing. Oh, he's doing that he's doing that Warhammer uh, mini series from oh, Marvel. From Marvel? Right yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. I don't know anything about Warhammer. I have nothing invested in that, but people have been saying like, even if you don't know what Warhammer is, this is amazing. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah. You know, maybe once, I don't know if I can like jump into a huge world like that off yeah. the cuff. Yeah, well, that's like one of those things where when I used to frequent the library a lot, like say last year, that's like one of those things like I'd see at the library and I'd, you know, based on it being Kieran Gillen, I'd grab it and read it, you know, but not, not, not currently, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, um, uh, what else, like, have you, have you been, sucked into any like uh any indie comics at all or or i mean not ne- even necessarily indie but like image or anything like that um here and there a lot of it's like like i did check out that uh uh was it hickman the decorum book you told me about oh yeah yeah the art on that's wild i really like that one but yeah. well the art anyway and it's i've only read the first issue but that one was really good um, yeah, it's. I read the first few of Department of Truth by uh, Tanyan also. Fuck yeah! I you know I've never seen one of those in the store. That's one of the ones that like I keep trying to like think of like to like I I won't really like I won't really order books online like until there's an like enough to like you know merit uh, the shipping and whatnot, and then also like yeah. You know, just, haven't had a ton of money lately, but, um, yeah, that's right. one of the ones I've been hearing a lot about and, um, have, I've never seen it's, it at the shop. It's pretty interesting. It's like, um, it's basically like an X-Files or Hellboy type of thing where you have your, uh, secret, uh, government agency that's devoted to like the occult and conspiracy theory stuff. Um, I think there's only been like maybe three issues out, right? Three or right, four. Right. And um, in terms of plot, you know, whatever the story, it's 
if you're into that sort of thing, I think you'll be into it. It gets it, very if you if you watch a lot of X Files or read books of that type of nature, like if if you like that, you're probably you'll probably like this. I think the art is the thing that kind of pushes it over. The art's pretty wild on that one too. Yeah, who's the artist? Yeah, oh, I don't recall. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but like you were saying about decorum. Yeah, that's that's my cuddleston on that, and um, it's wild how, like, seamlessly he goes like through the three like basic like styles or whatever that he like, you know. Um, utilizes in that book like the black and white like the almost hard black and white style and then like just like the super like vivid outer space stuff that he does and I don't know yeah that's that's definitely like one of my like um, biggest like like things that I started reading or that started this year that I've been just like when it comes out I'm just like as soon as I get it home and pop it open and read it um the another one what is actually um money shot um, yeah that's right <laughs> i was I, I have it on my list here i was i keep looking at it think like yeah yeah i'm glad you brought that one up that's another one that's been pretty a fun read this year yeah which is um it's just so it's so wild it's uh it's it's um Tim Seeley and Sarah Beatty, is that? Um, and uh, I think so. Yeah, and Beatty or Beatty. Yeah, and Rebecca Isaacs on art. Rebecca Isaacs is ridiculous. Um, and like the premise of that is there, there are there's a group of space explorers, and their funding gets cut, so they start doing porn to fund their uh space exploration expeditions and it's it 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 certainly is like as crude at times as it sounds but like the relationships in the book are like super well done like it's it's obviously like pretty hilarious a lot of the time and i don't know it's just like all the stories are told in such a way where like there's you know the the characters are like genuinely like they're they're genuinely invested in their mission and they're like genuinely like you know devoted to like what they're doing they're all very they're all very likable too but yeah yeah they're all very charming and likable yeah but um yeah that's when i when i get that book home i'm just like what kind of wild ass shit am i gonna read about today you know (laughs) yeah that's another one too where they i don't think they expected it to go past more than like whatever four or five issues yeah, I I I think they're at nine now, and I think it might be end ended. I think. Oh, oh, yeah. I I mean, um, I think I, I think that issue ten had just come out not too long ago, and um, yeah, I don't know. Did it get to ten? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, 
but yeah, it's 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 definitely like what I think it's definitely what you said. Like they only intended to do like one story arc, and um, whatever you know happened, like it it just maybe it was like more popular than they expected or whatever. Um, but I, you know, I I had got I had had to have the comic shop order the first issue and I and so I read issues one and two and I was like put this on my pull list and they're like cool and then when I finished issue five it was basically like the end and I was like oh what the fuck I like I didn't know that yeah and then like not even two months later they're like there's a new issue of this and I was like hell yeah so I don't know if it's uh gonna be one of those things like I I actually, you know, I even though I just said like I always get that one, pop that one open as soon as I get it home. That's actually one that I did not, and uh, so it's still upstairs. I don't know if that, if it explains anything in the back of that one, but um, like of ten, yeah, the last yeah, one? yeah. It seems like oh, yeah. you know they just. I won't. I won't say anything about it, but it it, it, it feels like another feels uh, very final. Conclusive, yeah. Damn. So I don't know if that's just the art wrapping up that they're doing or if they decided to I hope end so. it or go on hiatus or whatever. Because I definitely enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Um, it's been a fun romp, especially in like a year full of shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's been nice to have like a sci-fi, silly, fun comic book to go to when, you know. Yeah, for sure. To escape from their life. Sure. Another one that I read that was... um. Uh, really fun and colorful and like uh, just a really joy to read was called Unsacred by um, Merck I I think she's Italian she's Italian I think I don't uh, know if I'm saying her name uh, Merca Antonofo yeah I I haven't read that one but I was reading um, the other one that she was doing um, Unnatural Mercy oh Unnatural yeah I was reading that for a while but th- that's also one of those things where it's like I didn't always see it, and that yeah. one was that one was pretty wild. Uh, so I don't know what if how unsacred compares to that one, but uh, I haven't I haven't read, but unsacred's pretty like it's like the horniest comic book I've read. It's just like very it, it, the way it reads, at least for the first couple of issues, is that like each page it's its own like comic strip. You know, it's like. Each page is its own, like, little, like, short, funny story. Yeah. And it's basically about, like, uh, an angel and a devil who are dating. Oh, okay. And it's very, you probably get it. It's, like, the devil's horny, the demon's horny, horny guy, and the angel is, is uh, always, you know, um, stopping his advances or whatever, right. however you want to put it. Right. Um. She writes, I think she does the layout. I'm not sure. I think she does some of the art too. I'm not sh- I'm not sure how much. Uh but it's fun and silly. Yeah. And if you like the like the um corny comedies <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I so so yeah, I I had a few, uh, I had a few trades that I had, I've had for a while that I did not get around to reading yet. Um, 
and I've so I finally read them. Uh, Underwater Welder by Jeff Lemire was one of them. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard about that one. Yeah, it's really good. It's uh, it's it's you know about um, it's about a guy with a strained relationship with his father who, um, like, lo- you know, like loses uh, loses something his father gave him and spends a lot of time and energy and strains a lot of relationships in his current life, like thinking about his uh, relationship with his father. And um, I'm, I'm probably butchering that synopsis, but um, it was really good. I mean, I, I bought it forever ago, like when it came out, because I'm a pretty big fan of Lemire, uh, specifically Sweet Tooth. But, um, but uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's really, really solid. So I finally read that. Um, did you read? Uh, I think Sweet Tooth came back, didn't it? For yeah, a- yeah. And I, yeah, the second issue uh, of, of Sweet Tooth, The Return, just came out this week. I haven't read that yet. I had, I had some... You know, because no books were coming out for a while, so I had a, I had some books to catch up on, and I did that. And then yeah. it was like I wasn't buying many books because you know, in, not not much income. Uh, but I, but I had some books, you know, to catch up on again. So I did that, and I have like, I only have a few, um, recent books to read. That's one of them. Sometimes I. Sometimes I get a book and I know it's going to be really good so I don't re- I read what I think is might not be as good like first is that <laughs> is that make any sense <laughs> Yeah like there's the ones no, I, that you I, Yeah I get it There's the ones where you just can't wait and you're like I got to read this right now and then there's some where you're like you know you're going to enjoy them but it's like you might save like that one that's like yeah and that's that's kind of one of them I mean uh, yeah. To um, if anyone's like listening without spoiling it, you know, too much, it's um, it's it it revisits the world of Sweet Tooth uh, more than it than it re revisits like um, any character or anything. Like um, obviously, the, oh, okay. Obviously, the kid looks just like Gus, but it's. But it's not Gus, and you find that out very very early in the story. So um, that's not really a, a spoiler, I, I guess. And and if you were really hoping that it was Gus, I guess that this lets you down easy. But uh, um, I might have been really hoping that it was Gus, but you know who knows. Um, yeah, some other stuff I read was I read the Milk Wars, which was that. Uh, oh yeah, I yeah. I've sort of heard of that. Yeah, which was fucking wild. Like that was as wild as I hoped it would be. Uh, it's basically like this fucked up version of the Justice League that's like turned this society into like a like it. It's like it's like that movie. What was that movie where everything was bl- Pleasantville? Yeah. Like oh, everything yeah. was black and white, and then like somebody started like seeing the tears in you know reality or whatever. However, that was put, but um, yeah, it's like Pleasantville, Pleasantville kind of, and the, 
and there's these three like bastardized versions of Wonder Woman, uh, Batman and Superman. And like people start figuring out that shit is all messed up. And of course, like there's Doom Patrol and there's like Cave Carson and, you know, all those, those, uh, yeah, I don't know much about it, but I, I know it's associated with the, um, young animals yeah. imprint DC yeah. has. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I, I think that Milkman is a version of Superman, right? Am I, yeah. Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't, I haven't read it, but I've heard about it, and it does look pretty wild. Yeah, it's it's wild. I think like it's one of those. I think it's one of those trades where, you know, I don't. I mean, I don't remember, like, I got it a long time ago. I don't remember. I probably paid, like, 15 bucks for it, you know? But I think it's, like, a dozen issues or something, you know what I mean? So, like, you... you oh. Yeah, I feel like I definitely got my money, my money's worth. Um, yeah. Um, uh, some other stuff that I was reading, um, you know, people, like, are really hyping up like vault comics and um i think for the most part i totally get it because yeah they've i've read some really cool stuff um by them like um i've been reading that series heathen which is i don't know if you're familiar with that it's like um this this woman gets outcast from her village uh um like and and uh she's like discovering like her sexuality and stuff and i once again doing a terrible job but um she comes into contact with like um basically like gods and um it's uh it's i don't know i just think it's one of the better like paste and like the artwork is really great um i don't know uh what's it called it's called hold on uh let me get the um yeah here it is it's called heathen uh it's written by okay. natasha alterisi and with art by rachel deering and um yeah it's just this really like it's basically this young woman that's you know on a quest she finds herself wrapped up uh in like the will of you know the gods but she's like going on this um quest like of her own accord you know and she's like um uh, you know the gods are like all like conspiring to get her to do what they want but she's kind of all always also basically just doing what she wants i think the third trade just came out i've only read the first two um it's it's a real like i mean it's it's full color but it's like matte matted color or i don't know you know how you describe that like all the colors are muted you know and so yeah it, it resembles like black and white even though it's it's not you know i mean it's i don't know it's really good and i just think like it's one of those things like once in future uh where it's like you you you're like yeah i'm familiar with this kind of story but it's just done very very well you know 
Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, some I've been, I'm looking at the website and I, I don't think I, besides, um, uh, the money shot was vault comics, right? Uh, I think besides money shot, I, I haven't read a lot of, uh, yeah, I'm well, books. I think, I think so. Um, yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the other, um, vault comics that I read that I was like, I was just, I was like honestly just blown away by this. Was called um, uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be pronounced Sarah or Sarah. Um, it's oh S- yeah S E R A, uh, Sarah and the Royal Stars. Like yeah, yeah. That it's. I mean, like I I was I was just like blown away by this, and I found out via Instagram today that it's over the series ends with issue 10 or yeah yeah. which is disappointing because like i like i like i got this in trade because i you know i didn't i didn't know about it and i just started hearing these really good things about it and um and so like yeah especially with something that's vault and something that doesn't sell a bunch of copies i'm like well if I if I'm not getting it already, I'm gonna have to wait for the next trade. And so like I immediately like was like after I read this, I was like, shit, I could I could just order the issues. Like I I wanted to order the issues like that had yeah. come out since the trade, so I could read them like right then, and and I didn't. But um, yeah, I I I just saw the artist post that it was the last the last issue was was gonna come out this week i think um or or this month or or something but yeah um that one's definitely really really awesome um uh it's um you know i i don't know i i feel like i would butcher the explanation again it's very (laughs) it's you know it's an adventure uh, story and it's very wrapped in in like, um, yeah, it looks, it looks like a fantasy uh, fantasy a, adventure. Yeah, there's thing. a lot of there's a lot of like iconic type, um, like it's a it's a totally original story. It's not based on any mythology, but there's a lot of iconic like um, character types, you know like just oh like archetypical yeah yeah so it's like it's one of these things it feels like super familiar but it's just done in such a such a like such a way like i never felt like you know i never felt like it it was it was dragging or you know anything i just like i rushed through this trade it's one of those ones like i don't know if if uh if you're if you're like, um, not to be like gross or whatever, but if you're like reading something on on the toilet or whatever, and then like, you you realize you're like still reading it even though you're like done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, do you, like uh, not, a little bit maybe too much information, but like that was that was me with this. I was like, I just I gotta finish this, you know. Um, yeah. It was really good. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, I there's 
there's a ton ton more stuff that you know that I that I read that I could talk about. But um, uh, is there anything specifically that you you know that you wanted to talk about? I mean, the only thing left that I've read this year as much, it's going to be like Marvel. Yeah, we could talk about X Men. I don't know if we're going to bore people to death with nerding out on X Men, but X Men. I just consumed most of this year's <laughs> comic consumption. Yeah. Um, Daredevil's been really good yeah. by Chip Zdarsky. Uh-huh. Immortal Hulk's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Marvel's been pretty good, I guess. It's not, it hasn't been bad, but it's definitely not as not as good as it was under uh, Wilson's yeah. book. Yeah. I think um, it's still pretty fun. You know, and I like yeah. I like the new I like the new characters that are uh, popping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new characters seem uh, promising, seem yeah. fun. Yeah. Um. A lot of the com- a comic events, just stuff was kind of boring. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I um. That uh, the DC Death Metal thing like really wore out its welcome like two issues, and I was over it after like the first two. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I've I've not enjoyed that really. Uh, as and it's really weird too because it's like I think this is one of those instances where it's like you know, like you just can't you just can't keep ramping everything up ad infinitum. You know, it's like yeah, you, 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 you there's a ceiling. You know, like you just can't like they're just like. So this Batman who laughs is like this Batman that's like undefeatable or whatever, no matter whatever happens. And, and so the next, the next, they're like, oh yeah, well, what else can we do? Oh yeah, well, we'll just make him a god, you know? And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, now, now he's the like, Dr. Manhattan who laughs. Yeah, and, it, and it's, just, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I it, mean, it gets really tiring after a while. Yeah, it, and it, I, you know, everything that I've heard about, like, the way that they, you know, te- like, like, want their writers to write a DC and stuff, it's just like, this, it makes perfect sense. Like, they're like, you always have to be upping the stakes. And it's like, I mean, I get it, but the, there's just, yeah, there's just some, like, some of my favorite stories are not, like... You know, so some of my favorite B- Batman comics were written by David Laffham, and it's like, this is, a, I don't even remember there being like, like, um, I don't even remember there being like super villains as we know it. Like, I remember most of this being like Batman trying to help, like, you know, um, like k- kids that have been abducted. It was like street level stuff, you know? And like, yeah. it's like, you don't like, not everything has to be like this cosmic, like global, like, like world altering, you know, event thing. And, and, uh, I mean, but I mean, I guess that's, you know, what sells books or whatever, but, um, that's just, yeah, that's been DC's thing for a while. I mean, that's why, that's why books like Daredevil and Immortal Hulk are just like, fucking hitting the nail like you know right on the head right now because it's like yeah it can be huge but it's not 
And like, yeah, I mean, in Immortal Hulk, there was some stuff that was like, it's like really like big stakes and stuff, but it's not. Yeah, like the you have to be really careful with the scale of things because Immortal Hulk does get like pretty big on the scale. Like when um, there's a few issues where they were explaining basically what. Uh, oh, I, I try to get say without getting into the whole thing. Yeah, but yeah. the whole one below, the one below, all wanting to like take over the Hulk and destroy everything or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, issue by issue, you, you're you're just getting a lot of like the character stuff. Yeah, and fun machinations with like the leader, the bad guy, and stuff. Yeah, um, even with action stuff, like. Action Swords is pretty big in scale and like an epic, fun, big event to read. But a lot of it, a lot of my favorites were just like character moments mm-hmm. from issue to issue, or even in the past year with X books. You know, like just getting to see Boom Boom back in Minions, or like um, oh, fuck to the Beak. The, the oh, Morrison's yeah. little bird, bird guy. Yeah, yeah. I was so happy. That was like my favorite. I was so happy to see Beak. Yeah. And um, Angel back in the book. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a, that's some of my favorite stuff. Yeah. You know, not not like we gotta save the multiverse again type shit. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's it's been. I think it's been really awesome to see somebody who understands like exactly how powerful magic is. Like there's like, I mean, there's like, you know, obviously there's like been several events where she's been sort of on the other side of the fence where they've alluded to how powerful she is. But then like whenever it comes to like when she's one of the, you know, on the good side or whatever that it's just, I feel like no one's ever really like respected exactly like what a, like everybody's always like Cyclops, you know, this person never like, are you kidding me? Cyclops compared to magic? I don't know. (laughs) I I mean, I'm just being nerd now, but like, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. And also like, just like Doug Ramsey, like that, that, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's been too fucking. It's like the issue where Magic and her just like are just chatting, and he's like scared, and like some of that stuff has just been too. It's too precious, Doug Ramsey. You know. Yeah, he's baby. Yeah, Um, (laughs) but yeah, uh, you know. um, Anyway, uh, it was great talking about comics. Hopefully we didn't, uh, you know. I, hopefully we didn't lose everyone at the uh, half hour mark when we stopped talking about music. Um, yeah, I was I was kind of curious if the uh, who was going to hang on and talk about uh, comics, but um, I'm always happy to turn it out to whatever extent. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, maybe we'll do this again sometime. And that was my year-end conversation with Randall Aviles. Thank you, Randall, for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks to all of you who may have stuck around and listened to us talk about comics. 
I don't really know if that's something that resonates with the people that usually listen to this show, but I hope you had a good time. Until next time, take care and do good things.